Hi, I'm Joel Garcia. Welcome to the Pop Culture Shuffle. On today's show, we have a couple of things to talk about. First up, I talk about the latest episode of Disney Plus's WandaVision. And finally, the football game is happening this Sunday, and we're going to talk about it. Plus a preview of next week's episode. But first, let's talk about WandaVision. For this week's review of WandaVision, we're going to do things a little differently. This particular segment is being recorded prior to the premiere of the newest episode of WandaVision. And what I'm going to do right now is just simply talk about the show so far and what I think is going to happen next. And then I'll talk about the episode and there will be an alert for a spoiler warning. So you'll probably hear this sound. That's the point where I start talking about the newest episode of WandaVision. So let's begin. From what you've seen so far of WandaVision, it is surprising that only three weeks have passed since Avengers Endgame. Since of course, for all of us, it's been more than a year since Avengers Endgame. So the fact that it's placed three weeks later seems kind of weird. Now, while the previous episode did reveal a lot of the mystery, it didn't reveal all of it. For starters, we still don't know why Wanda is having fun with a broken toaster. Or why she is holding an entire city hostage. Now, in my personal theory of the show, is that everyone who was snapped back is probably a mutant. That might seem a little ridiculous, but it is a possibility, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, there have been other reports and theories and interviews where some characters have been confirmed or not confirmed, as well as the possibility that there might be an appearance from a character in the MCU on the same level as that of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Subsequently, fans have begun to wonder who will be the mystery character that shows up in the MCU that is on the same level as Luke Skywalker. Now some fans have immediately said, oh, it's Grogu. Which would be funny, but realistically, could be one of many characters. Considering that Wanda's already being necromantic with Vision's corpse, there is the possibility she could do something similar with another Avenger. Maybe she'll imagine seeing Iron Man up in the sky. Or maybe Steve just walking around. And on the other hand, people have theorized it could be either Quicksilver or Magneto. The former has a chance to occur, but not exactly. One of the casting news that came up for WandaVision was Evan Peters. Now for those of you unaware, Evan Peters actually played Quicksilver, but not in the MCU. In Avengers Age of Ultron, Quicksilver was played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, but over on the Fox X-Men films, he was played by Peters. Now to make a long story short, Fox and Marvel at one point had to share Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, because they both need the characters for their respective films. So with Fox, they could use Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch as mutants, but over at Marvel, they could use them, but not call them mutants, nor have any connection to the X-Men. Which is why in the MCU films, they were experiments of Hydra. Now with that said, Peter's appearance on WandaVision could just be a nice easter egg for anyone who was a longtime fan of the X-Men films. And to be fair, Quicksilver was a character better portrayed by the Fox films than in the MCU. In the X-Men films, Quicksilver's appearances were visually the best part, full of creative effects where you see Quicksilver run around the room in order to evade bullets, 
In the MCU films, he couldn't outrun bullets. <laughs> that is not to say Aaron Taylor Johnson was bad, but frankly, of the two Quicksilvers, Peters was the better one. And we might have the same argument in the future whenever Marvel starts rebooting the X-Men. We're gonna have people complain about how that's not Hugh Jackman or Famke Jensen was better. And those are my early thoughts on the next episode of WandaVision. We'll be right back with a brief commercial break, followed then by my spoiler discussion of the latest episode of WandaVision. Hi, I'm podcaster extraordinaire Joel Garcia. During this pandemic, you might see a lot of people who refuse to wear masks while outside. Possible excuses may include the inability to breathe while wearing one, <coughs> their respective political views, or something extremely racist. However, those are all false. Wearing a mask is just one of the many ways you can help prevent the spread of the COVID-19 disease. Along with washing your hands, disinfecting surfaces, and social distancing six feet apart. If we all wear masks, we can all stay safe and get through this pandemic. For more information, go to cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Remember, wear a mask and you'll save a life. Thank you for listening. The following segment was recorded immediately after watching this week's episode of WandaVision. Wow. I just finished watching the latest episode of WandaVision and... Wow. That was an episode, I have to admit. There were a few things I saw coming, such as Evan Peters' involvement. Although I was expecting him to be someone like the pizza delivery guy or the mailman. I honestly did not expect to see him as Pietro. Now the mystery here is of what is Peter's involvement in the show? Is he just a figment of Wanda's imagination? Is he literally a revived Pietro? There were other things such as the basic revelation that Wanda is now evil. Something I mentioned in last week's episode was that Wanda apparently took Vision's corpse. As it turns out, I was right about that. Since in the episode, we see that she apparently went to S.W.O.R.D. and saw they were dissecting Vision, and she just took the corpse. That and the revelation that Vision apparently had a will, but that's the least of the show's concerns. And some of the explanations were really interesting of what Wanda was doing, since, as was later revealed, the bulletproof vest that Monica wore before entering apparently was transformed into the bell bottoms. And that is an interesting revelation, that essentially, up until now, Wanda wasn't creating new things, she was altering items to make them look like the things she wanted them to look like. Whenever she sees something, it transforms into what she wants it to be. And there were other surprises and revelations throughout the episode. Of course, the one that probably caught a lot of people by surprise, in addition to Peter's appearance at the end, was that... Wanda is aware of what she's doing. Now, of course, the ending of the episode did make it sound like she wasn't aware of what she was doing. Meaning there is still the possibility that she's being controlled by someone. But at the same time, it's a little up in the air. In addition to that, the episode also made a few references to previous films. In particular, how in Avengers Endgame, 
Captain Marvel could have beat Thanos if he didn't cheat. Which is something that I can recall fans arguing about when it first happened. And I agree, Thanos did cheat. Captain Marvel could have beat Thanos, but of course, because the plot said he needed to be beaten by Iron Man, Thanos cheated by just taking the Power Stone and then using it to punch Mar Captain Marvel in the face. It was a really good episode. Not only did it explain more of the mystery, but it also set up a few questions. Why is Quicksilver now alive? Why is he played by Evan Peters? What is going on with Wanda? Is she telling the truth to Sword or to Vision? But the most curious thing to point out here is that Vision is autonomous. Since apparently Vision does not remember his past life as an Avenger, but at the same time is not manipulated or controlled by Wanda. We saw in the episode how he managed to turn someone's brainwashing on and off. Meaning that Wanda has now gained the power to revive people. We saw that with Vision, since apparently he can do anything he wants and is barely controlled by Wanda, and now with Quicksilver, who's apparently alive again. And then the other mystery, of course, is Wanda's kids. Are they actual kids from the town that Wanda has brainwashed into pretending they're her kids, or are they something else? While the episode was really good, the only problem I had with the episode was the constant back and forth between the sitcom and the real world. Now when it comes to 80 sitcoms, people might point out that there weren't any widescreen sitcoms, but at this point it's not a problem. To me the problem was just the inconsistency. In past episodes, we've stuck with one ratio and not changed it up until maybe the end of the episode. Here. We're bouncing back and forth between the sitcom world and then the real world. And the one moment where the real world enters the sitcom world, that's where it slightly changes things up. And then when the real world enters the sitcom world with the drone, it's in the real world aspect ratio. And I have to admit, that's a little bit distracting. In a way, reminisce to say, watching a Christopher Nolan film with IMAX sequences on Blu-ray, where you're watching it in one ratio, and all of a sudden it changes back to another one, and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And for some people it might not be a problem, especially if you're accustomed to watching TV in different aspect ratios, but to me it was a little distracting. Other than that, it was a great episode, and I can't wait to watch the next one. The latest episode of WandaVision is available to stream only on Disney+. And finally, let's talk about Sunday's game. This Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Kansas City Chiefs in a matchup I fucking hate. Now, I have to admit, I hate Tom Brady. But I also hate the Chiefs even more. And there are differing reasons for why I don't like either of them. With Tom Brady, of course, he's literally won it all. He's been to 10 Super Bowls, and he's won a lot of them, mostly with the Patriots. And on the other hand, you have the Chiefs. And as a Chargers fan, it just pisses me off. And it's really hard to decide whose side am I on if I hate both sides. For the Buccaneers, it's the first time they made it back to the game since 2003. And the fact that Tom Brady took them back is nothing short of a miracle. And then you have the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the defending champions, having won last year against the 49ers. So is it hard to pick between these teams, considering that there is something to dislike about both sides? Yes, but at the same time, no. On the one hand, if you hate the Chiefs, pick the Buccaneers. If you hate Tom Brady, pick the Chiefs. But if you hate both, 
Good luck with that. Now as for me, I have thought about it for the past week or so. Now I admit, I really wanted the Packers and Bills to go. Now if the Packers and Chiefs were in it, that would have been awesome. A rematch of the first championship game, but also State Farm. Because Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes both appear in State Farm ads. It would have been really fun to have what many would called the State Farm Bowl. I've come to the conclusion that I'm picking the Buccaneers to win. It's just a case of, as a Chargers fan, I'd rather see the Chiefs lose again to Brady than to see the Chiefs win again. I honestly have very little interest other than that in the game. I don't think I've been this disinterested in a football game in years. I'm actually more excited for the commercials than the game itself. And not just the ones that have already been uploaded to YouTube, by the way. Which, I will say, the Doritos 3D one is pretty awesome. Still, I'll watch the game. After all, it is the biggest thing of the year. And considering the year so far, it might just be one of the few biggest events of the year. Especially for The Weeknd, who recently announced that his upcoming concerts, which are already postponed from last year, are being postponed again to 2022. So even if everything works out and the vaccines come around, he's not going to perform until 2022. So that Super Bowl halftime show may be the only time where he does a live performance outside of a late night talk show or Saturday Night Live. So once again, my pick to win are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure, it might give Tom Brady another Super Bowl ring, but hey, I'd rather see them win than the Chiefs. And as for the whole situation involving their cannons, yeah, it's a little stupid, but at the same time, you normally don't expect the home team to play in the Super Bowl. And this is an unusual first. And frankly, the idea of having it be neutral and having the cannons fire when the Chiefs fire would just be weird. The Kansas City Chiefs take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday afternoon on CBS. Next week on the Pop Culture Shuffle, we go from the gridiron to the racetrack. In other words, NASCAR. That is all the time we have for today's show. If you would like to know when the next episode comes out, remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming provider. You can also follow me on Twitter at MrJoelGarcia9. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>